ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. There's a saying many farmers in Queensland often use. There's money in mud. And this month is proving to be textbook. Some parts of the state have more than doubled their annual rainfall after a protracted dry period since February. And it's also improved ag commodity prices as a result. At the epicentre of the official big rain recorded by the Bureau of Meteorology is the property Winvic, a Brigalow Downs farm in the Kilcummon district of central Queensland. It usually sees around 60 millimetres on average for the month. I gave the owners a tinkle and Alice picked up. My name's Alice Marks. I'm married to Darren Marks and together we've got three children, Olivia, Natalie and Amelia. We live about 40 k's north of Clomont in the Kilcummon district um, and we run cattle in a mixed farming operation across three properties. And as far as I can see, for the month of November, you might be out in front when it comes to rainfall total. How much in total have you had? I think we're up to 302 mils, Amy. Absolutely fabulous. And it's fallen gently? Oh, Monday it did get a little bit hectic and um, we'd already sort of had oh, over 200 mils by that stage, so we were starting to worry a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it has been pretty steady. It, nothing crazy like 200 mils at once. It's... Um, it's been over a seven-day period, which is lovely. So has most of it soaked in or are the creeks starting to run? Uh, creeks are definitely running. Um, it's seeping out of the ground, um, clear water just running through the paddocks. Um, we did have a little bit of damage through the cultivation with some um, contour banks that were busted. Um, but other than that and a few calves that um, were unfortunately born during the wet and, and um, didn't mm. fare too well with the amount of water around um, no, it's been a blessing. And thinking of those calves, it was one extreme to the next for your property. When was the last decent rain? Uh, look, it's been a funny year. We, um, we'd we had sort of maybe up to 280 mils by the end of February and then it's been pretty dry all the way through to November. I think we had 29 mils over two falls in between there. Um, and we had decided to hold cattle, so we were second-guessing ourselves when supplements became hard to source. Mm-hmm. Um, we were running at a, a pretty big protein deficit here. Um, we had plenty of dry feed, but, um, yeah, we were starting to, with the, the way the cattle market went, we were starting to question whether we'd made the right decision. When it comes to the cropping side of your business, did you have a winter crop? Did you have a go at one? No, no, we didn't have the moisture there. So um, the nice thing was we got in just before this um, rain event and broadcast a, a, a millet seed and um, some sorghum and um, hopefully it's been just what it needed to get going. That makes you feel pretty good. It takes the pressure off. What can you do with this rain? You've got calves dropping now. So is it fair to say your cattle will be right then for summer? Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll be set up um, into autumn next year now. Um, we're, yeah, we're, we'll spell the paddocks that need spelling and, um, yeah, just look forward to watching them. The, the cattle grow and get fat. It'll be lovely. And what about your cropping country? What opportunities now lie in front of you? Yeah, so there's still uh, two paddocks that um, we'll probably plant to some kind of forage 
or, or grain. We haven't quite worked out a program for it yet, but um, yeah, we'll get get moving as um, soon as it's dry enough to get onto it. I was going to say it's got to dry out yet. It does, yeah, it might take a bit. <laughs> is it fair to say that the district now is feeling more confident? Oh, I think, I think, yeah, it is fair to say that. I think it, you know, it's difficult when you're being offered prices at less than the cost of production. So um, I think we can expect to be able to make a dollar going forward now that there's been some decent rainfall. It looks like it's going to continue with the, the forecast. Yes, I think you're back in for maybe a sprinkle on Friday. But as of yet, you haven't broken your November record yet there for Winvic. I don't think so, but there's still a day left, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're happy to keep it as it is, though. Alice Marks, 302 millimetres in the gauge for November and spring is not even over yet. While it will always be debated whether the cattle industry had a chronic overreaction to the El Nino forecasts, one thing everyone agreed on was that rain was the only lever to significantly change prices. And according to an Australian market analyst, an immediate lift in confidence is already changing the supply and demand dynamics of the commodity. Argus Meat and Livestock collates a crossbred heavy feeder steer index and a heavy feeder steer Angus index delivered to within 300 kilometres of Dolby in southern Queensland. Jess Clark is Argus's agricultural market reporter and explains what prices have done. Yes, it's made a massive difference to the indicator. We hit a we hit a low at um, uh, 2.22 cents cents a kilo for a heavy feeder um, on the Argus index about four weeks ago. There was a slight uptick in the price before the rain, so we were sort of already starting to see um, a, a decrease in supply of heavy feeders. Um, so there was there was already a small uptick, but the rain significant rain event has has exacerbated that um, significantly. Producers are, are just wanting to retain their cattle now, get as many weight gains as they can um, and just sort of see how far this price will uptick um, before, they, before they sell cattle. What about uh, the heavy feeder steer Angus index? Yeah, it's, it's funny. There's um, the premium between the crossbred feeder and the Angus heavy feeder has decreased. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing probably there's more supply of Angus feeders in the market coming out of the south and out of the north at the moment. Um, so they're sort of being absorbed in crossbred feeder pens as well uh, on the sheer volume. But we are just seeing a real lack of heavy crossbred feeders in the market and that's what these northern feedlots are really chasing in this warmer period um, in summer and, and that's where sort of these, this, this price uptick has come. Yeah. And that's reflecting the season too, that people weren't able to try and uh, reach those kilos with the dry winter that we were dealt? No, they weren't. Um, There was a lot of, I think, uh, average weights of cattle going into feedlots um, from the start of the year to now probably dropped about 50 kilos. Um, They were sort of up around four, seven kilos at the start of the year average. And, you know, some feedlots were back at, you know, 410, 420, um, just because they're trying to fill pens. And, and unfortunately, they've got to fill those voids with lighter feeder cattle out of the paddock. Feedlots need to operate day in, day out. So the Christmas period, I dare say, has less bearing uh, than the likes of the processing industry, which does pull up for Christmas. How reliable is the information you'll be getting for the next month? can't take anything away from the auction market you know it is um, your sale yard market 
that's that's an accurate representation of, of the current market and what people are willing to pay and 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 what uh, volume of cattle and the type of cattle that are on the market. Um, feedlots are currently short of cattle. Um, there's been a lot of producers probably uh, pull out of, of delivering cattle on the basis that they've had rain uh-huh. and they really want to capitalise on that and get some more kilos on them. And feedlots are sort of a bit behind. They're, they are chasing their tail a bit and looking for some cattle at the moment. So I, I envision that they will continue through the month of December. Um, I mean, they are struggling a little bit, producers. We've yet to see sort of a price uptick in, in grain-fed kill prices. So uh, it's really put a lot of pressure on on the grain-fed space and the feedlots to, to make any margin with, with, you know, the price of feeder steers increasing, you know, 60 cents in three or four weeks. Mm. Um and, and, yeah, just that, that kill price, that it, it hasn't moved. Now, this is an index for the feeder market on the Darling Downs, but what else could people potentially interpret from this information? Yeah, I guess there's always the crossbred feeder steer. Is, is, it's a price for a feeder steer delivered within 300 kilometres of Dolby. Um, but it can be used in other things. There's a percentage premium for weaners. You can calculate weaner prices based off it. We've got an Angus feeder index, but you can, you know, calculate. There's always going to be a premium on an Angus feeder, so you can sort of base calculations off what you're going to buy weaners for, what you're going to sell sell feeders for, um, and and use it in in any internal benchmarking. You know, it's a diverse tool that you can use, uh, you know, through all businesses. Overall, Jess Clark, how far do you think this confidence can stretch into the new year? I think we need to be mindful that. The Bureau was still talking a dry summer. Um, so although we've seen some good storm rain now, we've seen some good good price upticks now, we're going to go into the new year with a lot of weaner sales down south. So there's going to be an increase of supply of weaners coming into the new year, which which could level out those sorts of prices. Um, and But as for heavy feeders, uh, just a common theme going forward, is a lack of supply of heavy feeders um, coming into the market and and the strong demand that's going to be going forward, um, I think will keep prices firm on that heavy heavy feeder steer market. 